This is Annie Grace, and you're listening to this Naked Mind podcast, where without judgment, pain, or rules, we explore the role of alcohol in our lives and culture. Hi, friends. This is Annie Grace, and I am answering readers' questions. I'm the author of This Naked Mind, and today I have a question from Mark. He says, Annie, One thing that surprised me about reaching one year alcohol-free this week is fear that as more time passes, the less I'm going to remember why I quit in the first place. Fear that I'll no longer be able to distinguish a bad sober day from a bad drunk one, and that there will eventually come a time when I need to test it. Has anyone else dealt with this? Any insight or resources you can point me to to help me stay the course would be greatly appreciated. And if anybody has dealt with this, certainly comment below. We'd love to hear what you have to say. And it's thrilling for me because I get lots of these one year or one and a half year messages these days. And it's really cool that people have sort of decided to be alcohol free for such a a length of time. So, but there's four things that I'm going to say on this. I think that first of all, it's really insightful, Mark, to talk about the fear of a bad sober day because it is so clear to us when we have a bad day that we can blame something and in our minds we look to blame something and so if sobriety is kind of top of your mind and it's something you've been doing and working on and then suddenly you're having a bad day blaming your sobriety or blaming your lack of alcohol is just such a natural thing for people to do I had a woman uh, write me yesterday actually and she was saying that you know she really she's been almost two years alcohol free and she just can't find her joy And she was wondering kind of what that looked like. And she gave me her date and it was two years ago. And and she was wondering about that. And and I had a follow-up question for her. And I said, well, when was the last time you really felt joy? And when she sat and thought about it, you know, things had kind of been disrupted in her life for almost a decade. And she hadn't actually felt like she'd really been authentically joyful in a decade. Yet for some reason, her mind was like, well, it must be the alcohol. And when we were drinking, you know, we could very quickly think, well, you didn't used to feel this way when you were drinking. That's just not true, because if you put it under critical examination, you felt bad enough to seek change. And as human beings, we don't like change. We don't want to go out of our comfort zone. We don't want to do something that ventures us into the unknown where we won't know what's next. And so to feel bad enough to actually seek change in your relationship with alcohol means that you were not happy. And I think just thinking about that critically. So it's so easy, I think, for our brains to trick us in a way to say, oh, but when I just was able to reach for a drink, this would have been all better. And I, I just would have had an outlet. And, you know, I just was happier. And we, we remember stuff through this kind of rose-colored haze of things that are not necessarily real or true. And this is one of those things that really can trip us up. And it trips us up more so, as you pointed out, Mark, when we have longer time between the last time we drank and today, because it's harder for us to remember. So I think it's just really insightful. But I also think, yes, that is something that many people deal with. And it's something that we just have to be on our guard and aware about because it's just not true. Um, The second thing you say is you say, there's going to come a time where I feel I need to test it. And I think testing is an interesting, interesting concept. You know, I'm not opposed to test. If if you've read my book, I actually tested this on myself. I was feeling quite restless four months into 
my own alcohol-free journey and feeling like, okay, I, I wanted to know the truth. I wanted to know how getting drunk made me feel, how feeling tipsy made me feel, what exactly it felt like. So I'm not opposed to tests, but I do caution you that this can become an excuse. So it can become something where you're like, well, I just want to test it. And then all of a sudden you're on the beach on vacation and you're like, well, I'm just going to test it today. Well, guess what? That's not going to be a fair, accurate test. And, um, you know, or you're just at the pub with some people. I'm just going to test it right now. I'm just going to test how alcohol feels. You need to go into this test, in my opinion, really honestly and intentionally and very well thought out. So apply some scientific uh, theory to this. Number one is document it. I would do it with video if at all possible. We all have iPhones. We can all take video, but videotape yourself as, as you, the night goes on. And number two, don't let there be any, just one variable. The only variable that can happen is that you're getting drunk and that you're drinking. And so it can't be that you're also at the beach or on vacation or hanging out with some really good friends or you're at a concert or you're watching a great show. It has to just be one variable. And so if you go into the test with that intentionality, this test is going to show you that, yeah, I mean, it will give you all the fodder in the world. It certainly did for me for the fact that I didn't want to drink anymore. And, and even now, you know, thinking back on those videos I took, there's, there's no question in my mind that it wasn't the alcohol that was making me happy. And so it really delineated and separated how alcohol makes me feel, which was not very good, and the things that truly bring me joy. So I certainly don't discourage testing. I would just say, don't slip into a test. Don't use a test as an excuse that you're just out somewhere and now suddenly you're going to test it because it just won't be fair. It won't be accurate. And it will certainly give you <laughs> false results. If I, I can say that, um, there's a bit, I've been reading this book called rewired by Erica Spiegelman. And there's a bit in it that I think is, is really interesting when it comes to testing and finding this for yourself. And, and she says, she talks about the word authenticity and she says, Authentic is a combination of Latin and Greek words, meaning coming from the author and one who acts independently. It means accurate, trustworthy, and reliable. When your authentic voice can be trusted, there's actually no need to look elsewhere for guidance. No guru, therapist, teacher, or best-selling author can give you better answers than the ones you end up finding within. And there can be no permanent change without awareness of yourself as unique in all the world. That's because no people will ever think, feel, or live exactly alike. And the authentic voice will always be more accurate, more informed to your situation than any cookie cutter advice or program. And in this way, you can begin to think of this journey through change as an adventure of deep self-exploration, a journey to your core. So I just wanted to quote that because I think it's so accurate for this idea of testing. Testing is not something that you should do without deeply introspecting and deciding what's important to you. If it's going to devastate you that you lost 365 days and you can no longer say authentically that you haven't drank for a year, don't test. I mean, it's just not worth it. And I think one of the most interesting things is that when you think about the test, not as just an excuse or not as just, oh, maybe I'll test it someday when I'm here or there, or the mood strikes me, but you put the authentic scientific rigor into it, so often you already know what happens and your desire for testing just goes away. Um, and then the last thing I'll say on this is that it will pass. It will certainly pass. I think this is very typical for kind of one year in. A little bit of the honeymoon phase has worn off and you're kind of adjusting to just life. And this is just life and life has ups and downs and good days and bad days. Um, I remember feeling this myself about a year in, I was finally feeling good enough to start the journey, uh, well, it was about nine months in, so it passed a year when I was really 
getting off all the antidepressants that I had been on for years and years. And um, I was on this just sharp emotional roller coaster and so many things were going absolutely nuts for me in my life. And I started very quickly and easily saying, oh, well, I used to feel so much better when I drank. And it was, um, it was the easiest thought for alcohol to be what was to blame. But when I got through it and when I looked back on it critically, <laughs> the truth is I was giving alcohol far too much credit. I mean, really, it's just kind of a substance in a bottle that makes your brain act slower and dulls your senses and doesn't do much for you. So to think that it was to blame for my lack of joy or happiness or fulfillment or anything like that, it just was giving alcohol far too much credit and it was actually kind of absurd. But I will say that this is typical, it will pass, and I'd love to hear from people below that if you know you've reached kind of a milestone, a long period of time, a year in your journey, you've, you've been through all the experiences, you're no longer quite on your toes about it because, oh yeah, it's New Year's, well, I've done that before, you know, oh yeah, it's my birthday, well, I've done that before, oh, it's this vacation, well, I've done that before. Um, and you start to feel this nervousness that, well, you know, will I even remember why I quit? We'd love to hear from you if there's other things that, that you've done that have been really helpful. And thank you so much, Mark. What a wonderful question and have a very good day. This has been Annie Grace with This Naked Mind Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You can learn more at thisnakedmind.com. And please remember to rate, review, and subscribe as it really helps us spread the word.